Thank you for listening to the Conform to Christ podcast, where we seek to engage the mind, affect the heart, and call people to follow Christ. I'm Jay Jones, and I am here, as always, with George Mays and one additional guest today. Special guest. Special guest, wow. Dave Francie. Ooh. Dave, and he did that on, on memory. On memory, yeah. That's pretty good. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a secret. That's not like a special intro button I hit. That's no, just, that's that's you on the fly yeah, yeah, yeah. with memory, no notes. Dave Francie mm. is uh, one of the elders at our church. Mm. So as you may have picked up on Dual previously, we've had Parker in here. I think we've had Philip as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so in December, you're going to get for Text Driven Tuesday, which is what this is. This is Text Driven Tuesday. You're going to get to hear from our other elders who are preaching through December. So Dave was up first, and I think next will be Philip, and then... Parker. Tail and Charlie. Yep. Uh, so Dave has been an elder at our church now for, I want to say, three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dave, um, I would say that every time you preach, you get a lot better. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so that hearing test isn't working on you then. <laughs> no, it was, uh, <laughs> no, it, it, was uh, it was fun to think back <clears throat> to... Um, right when you became an elder, remember we had a, a, a preaching class, yeah. and we had several other guys in there, and we were in your living room. Mm-hmm. We, so we set up in the living room. You made a little pulpit out of I did. out of wood. With, you got some <laughs> yeah. carpentry skills, and made a little pulpit. It's supposed to be for brownie points, but it didn't work very yeah. well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we and we'd all preach uh, to each other. Mm-hmm. We had little grade sheets, and, mm-hmm. and your dogs would sit there and guard you. Yeah, 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 and so that was that was good memories. And at the very beginning, you know, honestly, I want to say, you, know, it, I don't think anybody is good at preaching when they first start. When I, I think when I go back to my first sermons, they were just terrible. Oh, I don't know about oh, you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't like to think back to those days. <laughs> yeah. And I and there is a five hundred percent improvement. Oh, I would well, say you. from when you first began preaching. It. And really, that's that's the only way to get better at preaching is to do it. That's yeah. right. Yeah, right. it's, it's to take opportunities to teach. Yeah, you but can, on that first one, uh, you threw a curveball, sent me to the Indians. What? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, is he, that when you got not, to go to? He's not yeah. being sarcastic. He no. pre- so he preached one time in uh, in our elder developmental program, and we got a call from uh, it was it's literally called Indian Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. That's what it used to be called. Right, and so. And so Dave went out there and preached for him. Well, that was after Jay said, yeah, I got a guy. No problem. We got you covered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I, it's not that you, I, it, I didn't put him to sleep. It was fresh on your mind, though. So It I, was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like the next day. That's, it was. <laughs> <laughs> he preaches his first sermon on a Saturday in a living room, yeah. and he's in a pulpit on Sunday. Wow. So after I got done, uh, the, the, the deacon that, you know, let me into the church and guided me around and showed me what to do. He was on the front row and he, he kind of fell asleep, you know. <laughs> and so I kind of uh, tapped him on the way back to my seat after I was finished. And uh, the first song that they sang was "Revive Us Again." Didn't want to sleep driving. Yeah, and so that for you, I think maybe a year ago or two, maybe a little more, you started mm-hmm. preaching without notes. Yeah. That really helped you. Um, yeah. I don't preach without notes, um, but yeah, this is it. Right I think we'll, we that's fit. what that's what you used. Yes, it's one that's sheet it. of paper. It's one sheet of paper, yeah. front and back, yeah. and it's 
Um, it has very been, very sparse. Yes, yeah, there's <laughs> very Dave. There's like maybe thirty words on this. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So that's just your personality, though. You got to find what works for you if mm-hmm. you're a preacher. Yeah. Some people right. can preach with notes and have it be natural. Right. Uh, what you were doing, it's not your personality, mm-hmm. and you were trying to to say every word you'd written down, and That's it just right. was so unnatural. Yeah. And when you started going no notes, it got yeah. it yeah. got so much better. It it's yeah. just became natural to you, and that's your style. So On the was, fly. Yeah, it was good. So you did a good job today. Thanks, mm-hmm. appreciate it. Um, and you were in Acts today. I was. And your sermon was uh, about why the church is essential. Right. So we'll jump in, but tell us real, tell us, just tell us briefly why, um, why you felt that this was what you wanted to bring? Sure. Um, well, I wanted to go into Acts anyway because I thought, you know, it seems like people are just going through the the practice of church like a social check mark. Uh-huh. Just show up, use the church, show everybody I've been here, and go away. And, you, mean, you mean just the church culture in Amer- right. America in general, right. yeah. or not our not our church people? Not our church, but in in general, right? You in know, general, something okay. that I'm kind of used to from the military. You just Oh, as a commander or churchgoer, I better show up. You know, that kind of deal. <laughs> so uh, I figured, you know, why not we just uh, review the church and see what's going on with that and have have a good review of why the church is there, who the people are involved with the church and stuff like that. And then um, I started reading over it, and I'm like, wow, this is not really, it's not really clicking for me. Uh, it's important. I like it, but it's, it's not where I want to go. And then... Um, when they came out with the uh, church is non-essential because of COVID and all the kind of overreach that the government was doing, it really hit home to me. It's like, they can't just take that away from us. That That's not right. And it goes way beyond an American having their uh, uh, constitutional rights trampled on. Uh-huh. It, it's way beyond that. So I thought that would be really good. And uh, then I thought, you know, if you try to explain to somebody why the church is essential— you're going to sound like you're just arguing with them. Uh-huh. So why don't we just give them five biblical points to help them explain and stay on track, stay on target, don't get distracted, so that they can explain why the church is essential, and that's where it came from. Okay, yeah, good. And so you had two caveats I, th- I thought were good, because you say people may think you're just on like a political, you're just a politi- political stumping here. Right because of what's going on in the climate. So you had two caveats. I thought they were pretty good. Could you share those with us? Sure. Um, the first one was uh, this was not a political uh, sermon, uh, and I, I caveated that. Caveat, double caveat? Can you do that? Um, I, I didn't want people to think that I was trying to abuse my position in the pulpit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't agree with that anyway. Uh, but I wanted them to know that this is way beyond politics. And when you look at the relationship of the church— to Christ, you can clearly see that this is beyond any kind of a constitution or some kind of government thing. So I wanted to peop- I wanted folks to know I wasn't trying to abuse my time in the pulpit for a political stumping. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was, as I read through this, um, I had I had to confess sin. There's a lot of things in here. I'm like, wow, I've not been doing this as much as I should, or this isn't this is good. This is hitting home. So I I wanted people to understand through my example of being with them as part of the church family, hey, I'm not trying to put you on a guilt trip, but if this is uh, being used by the Holy Spirit to affect your conscience, you need to respond to that and repent. Okay, good. 
So we'll go through, you have five points, and let's just go through them one at a time. The first point, so kind of these are like five tools that you want to give people to help to equip them as to why the church is essential. Right. And I, I thought it was, I thought they were good, very good, and they are helpful, and they're reminders because only the, you, you can't just come up with these five from any other uh, group out there in America, yeah. right? Like, like a... The, the liquor store is essential, right? <laughs> That's what the government tells us. Liquor stores are essential. Yeah. Uh, pot stores are open. Yeah. They're essential. Uh, abortion clinics are right. open. They're essential. Uh, they don't have any of these five things. Yeah. And and that's that's part of the thing that fueled my flame was, you know, who who died and made them king for a day that they can decide what is and what isn't essential. Right. right. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> right. I like. I I just came across this that. Uh, you know, they, they started putting all the restrictions back in L.A. Right. And John MacArthur got up this morning and he said, we're glad to be g- together, aren't we? We're the only place open in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's fought back against them and he's, yeah. and he's been winning. Yeah. yeah. You know what I thought was a shocker about John MacArthur is he said uh, they've, had, they've had some people get sick, but it's, it's not been very many mm-hmm. and they've had nobody hospitalized. Yeah. Right. I, that, was, that was mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get back on task. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, can chase, we, can, we can chase so many yeah. uh, rabbit right. trails. But See, I mean, that's, the, that's the whole goal of the five points. It keeps you on track, man. Yeah. You just did it. <laughs> what a deal. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's frustrating to see the government yeah. um, defining what is and what is a what isn't essential. Uh, but they have no they have no authority right. um, here and, and they to don't tell care us about that the we're Bible. not. Right. right. Like, <laughs> right. Of course yeah. they're not going to say they, that. They don't have the authority to tell us whether the church is essential or not. Christ right. has already spoken. Yeah, and what I like about this uh, is that it's a reminder to people out there that, that are maybe living a solo Christian life right. during this time, right. and they think, oh, I'm just in part of the church uh, at large, right. the, the greater church, the universal church. But this really is about the local church. That's exactly right. And why right. the local church is essential. Um, and so let's jump in. And because of these can only be, these tools can only be grasped and fulfilled and accomplished and used uh, in the context of a local church, mm-hmm. you with other Christians. I so, got I got to say something as we're, you know, before we jump in. I think that you would agree these aren't, this isn't the the only reasons no. why the church is Mm-mm. essential, and that's what I like about this okay. because it's it's topical. Mm-hmm. But you pulled these out of the text, yes. and I could see them as you were going through mm-hmm. it. So this isn't an exhaustive no. list. Mm-mm. So you're not just you're not just jumping off of this passage right. and then just grabbing whatever you right. want. You're actually bringing these out of the text, and so right. I, I appreciated that. I appreciated that mm-hmm. you you weren't. Using the because so many preachers they just use the passage to springboard yeah. into whatever right. soapbox they want, but you were walking through mm-hmm. the passage, and so I, I appreciated you doing that. Oh, thank you. But yeah, I was just following Luke's lead. Yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the first one is the uh, the first tool kind of we have is that the church is essential because in the church we acknowledge the reality of Christ and of our relationship. And the main takeaway I took out of this is that you have the church is. Therefore, essential because we have a relationship with Christ, and that is what the church continually draws our attention to yeah. and points to uh, this great reality that mm-hmm. the church is essential because of our union and our relationship with Christ. And right. only in the local church do we acknowledge that reality. Exactly. exactly. And 
the thing about it is, is that we're the the Bible tells us that we're brothers and sisters in the Lord. Mm. You do that in the family. Yeah, you, you're not solo. So that that's how I was bringing it into the church. And what's important to Christ should be important to us. Yeah. And other believers are important to him, so they should be important to us. So you preached. They're probably wondering what we're talking about because we have yeah, tell everybody. I, mean, I was just thinking that. Text, like, did, we, did we tell them what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you preached from Acts chapter 1. Keep right? them guessing, man. And That's right. <laughs> Acts chapter 1, and as a narrative, you move through, and it's a bigger portion, so you had mm-hmm. to move through it quickly. quickly. Um, and a narrative, you're not going to, you know— uh, like you might in an epistle, like we do in Peter, like you're not going to just sit there over every verse and analyze right. it, right? It's more of a broad, it's a broader mm-hmm. picture that helps you. And I thought you did a good job of capturing that. And your first point came out of the introduction, right? So mm-hmm. tell us about the introduction. Well, the the thing that I was reading uh, through in this was that this was a letter that Luke wrote to Theophilus. And um, I saved this part for our podcast because I didn't have to go through it in the pulpit. But, the, you know, a lot of people get excited about who Theophilus is. Uh. Um, and I, I, don't, I have no idea who he is. Uh, so I studied it, and I found two schools of thought. One is that he's a kind of affluent kind of guy, uh, kind of has some authority, and uh, he uh, enjoyed Luke's, uh, like, passion for the ministry and his uh, vocation as a physician— so he kind of supported him, and he helped him out financially. The other one was that uh, Theophilus was a Gentile that was saved through the ministry, and Luke was writing his, uh, his friend to help encourage him in his faith. And both of them are fine. I have no problem with that. Yeah. The first one, Luke is writing the guy to say, hey, here's where your money's going. And the other one is, is that Luke is encouraging his friend. I have no problem with either one of those. The yeah. thing is, it doesn't matter <laughs> because <laughs> right. Luke is writing through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He's yeah. writing God's Word to us. Right. So uh, as I wrote that, or as I thought that, and I was reading his first two verses, you see that he could have written a very personal letter to Theophilus. Mm-hmm. He, he could have just, uh, hey, how's it going? I you know, hope you're doing good. I you know, hope your mom's doing better. You know, I heard your sister, what, blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't. He purposes in his communication even though he has the liberty to write however he wants to, he's writing specifically to acknowledge Christ. Yeah, that's and, right. And that's what we should do. Yeah, yeah. And so that it, that's what that's the, the beautiful thing about the local church context. Right. What it should be about, yeah. right? When if a visitor visits the visits your church, there should be no question what the church is about. Right. The church is about Jesus. Right. If there's if it's a question like Jesus is like like where is he? I've got to search for him. Like you've got <laughs> right. you've got some type of uh, deism going on. I don't mm-hmm. even know, but it is everywhere. It's mm-hmm. God. There's a lot of God mm-hmm. worship. Yeah. You call it God worship, right? But if but Christ isn't like front and center. Yeah. And I I love how how you brought that out because that is, I guess you would call. It, I mean, it leads into point number two, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, that that link between Christ and His Church right. makes us the most essential group on the planet, mm-hmm. right? Right. right, we're family, and we're more essential yeah. than any government. Yeah. Exactly, exactly right. Say that a little bit louder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you, our address. You already yeah. know, you, George. You already know my my dream. Yeah. My dream government is uh, local sheriffs in towns and no government right. any, anywhere. Right. Somewhat right. similar to the Wild West. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can get down with that. That type. The equalizer. Yeah, yeah. forty-five. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's that's where that came from, and I I thought it was interesting. If you read through this, uh, I, I really got 
excited about the fact that in verse 3 it says he presented himself alive to them after his many sufferings. And it, it was just like, I just can't help but think about those folks, all of the emotional drama they went through. They're trying to hold on to this faith. It, it, it was hard. They, they're trying to have uh, hope and, and all this kind of stuff they're working through. And there is little starts and everything. And then he shows up. Yeah. And, and it, just, it just made me, I, I think the Holy Spirit just put on my heart. He could have gone anywhere. Anywhere in the entire world. And I, I just can't imagine in my mind what it would have been like for them. And then Jesus comes to see them. Them. After when they're in their despair, right. they're despairing. Right. They think it's the end of the world. Right. And here it They've comes. Waste, have they wasted the last three years of their life? Right. Right. Yeah. And he's back. I was a little disappointed no one really got the bulletproof comment in this sermon, but that's okay because they don't <laughs> even know what bullets are. But that's okay. That's right. <laughs> I thought about that one for a while, but that's right. <laughs> but he, he showed how, how it is that we're supposed to have a relationship and that he had it with us first. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to bring that out. Because yeah. So. Yeah. a lot of times you hear people say, my relationship with Christ started when? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, no, actually it started before you were even a thought yeah. in anybody's mind. And a big point of application I, that I made off of this is I thought about the people that just aren't returning to church. Right. Um, now, of course, if it's dangerous for you, and it's, it's right. understandable. But there are a lot of people that just prefer to stay home. That's right. Yeah. They say, we'll just stay home. You know, roll out of bed last minute, steal in my pajamas, make the coffee, right. and uh, sit there and watch watch the, uh, the old sermon on right. the TV. Well, mm-hmm. I can tell you that there was a family that came today, and um, their, uh, the son works at a local uh, fast food joint. And we went there, and he goes, oh, I know you. You, you go to my church. And I, I couldn't recognize him because he was all masked up and everything like that. And I'm like, and he told me who he was. I'm like, oh, hey, hey, you know what? I'm preaching next Sunday. Make sure you show up, you know? <laughs> yeah. So he goes, okay, I'll be there. Well, uh, his family was with him this morning. They're like, yeah, we kind of woke up late, and we weren't going to go. But uh, then our son said, hey, you know what? Uh, I, I saw the preacher so we got to go, oh, and they nice. showed up, you know. Very and good. I'm like, "Hey, man, thanks for yeah, coming. That's great, and thanks for the prize." But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. so if you if you're just staying at home, I guess what I'm saying uh, you can't you can't like you can't you don't get this great reality nope. of the communion of the saints and their and their link with Christ as that's we come right. together and we acknowledge Christ together. Right. That's right. that's not just you on your own living your own life, um, and unfortunately today that's the temptation. So it was good for Dave for Dave for you to bring this out, and that's the exhortation is to commit to uh, commit to the church. That's right. Yeah, the um, it, you you go through the the New Testament and the the weakness of the English language is that we don't have a second person plural, but all over the place whenever the apostles are talking about you, mm-hmm. it's y'all. Right. Exactly. Um, exactly. So it's not in, individualistic. Right. It's this you all together. Right. Are being addressed. You all together are supposed to do these things. Mm-hmm. You all together are the ones being built up together into a holy temple. Uh-huh. And in America, we have this individualistic. Right. I can be a Christian. I don't have to go to church. I can I can be just as as faithful um, at home yeah. as I can be right. in the the church building. Yeah. And it's just not true. That's exactly. Right. Uh, it it just isn't. So whenever you're reading through the letters of Paul or or Peter, and you come to a you, mm-hmm. it's it's almost always in the plural. Yep, yeah. I agree. That's right. Okay, and so now we move on to the second tool, mm-hmm. um, and that's that. It's like together, the church is essential because we proclaim and tell the gospel. Right, right. Everything should be 
gospel focused for the church. And that's, you know, if you're looking at a modern uh, kind of management style, Christ lays out a perfect profile for us. Uh, this is your goal. Tell the gospel. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. simple could it be? And uh, I got that from, uh, you know, he's talking, you know, they're excited. They think that he's going to uh, restore Israel. They're asking him about it. Yeah. He, they think, that, like, I like what you said. They, th- they think, oh, man. <clears throat> he rose from the dead. Like who raises right. from the dead? Now he's about to smash. That's right. He's about to smash Rome, and you can't blame him. Like I it's mean, about to get real. We're <laughs> yeah. about to see some superhero stuff go down. <laughs> right. Even though they don't know what a superhero is or <laughs> right. a bulletproof. But that's point. Yeah. And they're like, it's time. Like yeah. you're going to crush Rome. The kingdom's going to get mm-hmm. ushered in. Right. And and he just real powerfully, but I think compassionately brought them back to. That's 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 a bag that you can't lift up. That's not your responsibility. That's not where you're going. But I want you to be, be my witness. Yeah, yeah. He says it right there. And you know, you can imagine how that resonated with them because, like I said before, he did come back, mm-hmm. and their confidence in what he's saying, <clears throat> and his confidence in God's sovereignty was just right front and center in their hearts. So when he he gives them that that delta. Between God's responsibility and man's responsibility, it was clear. Something we can jump on. Yeah, and this is verse eight. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, and that how I mean how much more clear can he make it? Uh, the <laughs> how essential how how essential is the church? Um, is it time to usher in the kingdom? No, uh, because there's something that for you to do. Right. Exactly. That means the gospel. <laughs> yeah. The gospel and telling telling the gospel is pretty essential. Yes. Exactly. And and. You know, the church should be that venue for us to get encouraged through, uh, feed through, support through. I mean, it's just, it should be, everything should be about the gospel Yeah. in the church. Uh-huh. It's just that easy. Equipping the saints, like you were talking about earlier, serving, serving with one another, helping each other out. But how does this, how does serving each other support the gospel? It helps us to go out and do that. Yeah. And that's what it should be all about. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Very good. Mm. All right, um, and then number three, flowing right out of that, is you have remembering the promise. Mm-hmm. So the church is essential because it helps us to uh, to be encouraged by remembering this promise that's been made to us. That's what's right. the, what's the promise? Well, uh, I liked. Uh, I, I guess I have a warped sense of humor, but I, I really do think that these guys are all staring up, like looking in the in the sky, like they have no idea. I think these. Uh, Two men in white robes, they, they were standing there for like maybe five minutes, you know? <laughs> and all of a sudden he said, Men of Galilee, you oh, scared us. But, but he says to them, um, you know, he's asking, Why are they looking into heaven? And, they, and then he specifically says, This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven, okay, so we're all speaking of the same thing, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Uh-huh. That's the promise. He's coming back. Right. And he's coming back in victory. So um, the thing about that to remember is, um, I was trying to be careful how I presented this because I didn't want to discourage people from presenting the gospel because we just got that. Yeah. But a lot of times when you do present the gospel, you're going to get a lot of pushback. I mean, you've just been going through your series mm-hmm. in, in that. Right. And so the important thing is to say is, you know, can, can you imagine being um, a worker and you're bringing in the harvest? Okay. So you're out and you're, you're working in the gospel is what I'm saying, right? And you're sweaty, you're nasty, you got hay stuck in your, your sweat and your skin, 
and you've got bugs flying around you, and you're dirty, and you're tired. You're physically tired, but you stay by the stuff. And then the master comes, and he looks at you, and you're, you're dirty, and you're tired. And he says, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm. Wow. Wow. So that kind of encouragement is what you get when you remember the promise. And the second coming is a dual kind of process where if you're with the victorious king, it's going to be great for you. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, it's yeah, going to right. be bad. <laughs> yeah. So it's the day of, today is the day of salvation. Yeah. And, and we need to remember that promise because it's hard to be compassionate for people when you're constantly getting pushed back trying to give them good news. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's, uh, it's essential to be in a church family because we all have ebb and flows. You know, where, where I might beat down, you guys might be like, man, I just had a great experience. And we encourage each other through mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think um, a big part of being an elder is to do is have compassion with the people out in the world and then help them, encourage them to remember to yeah. give the gospel. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, and it is it is encouraging to know that no matter what's going on in this world or how bad things how bad things get, and they're really bad for Christians all over the world. Right. Uh, I mean, just go go look at the news. You can find every week a place where Christians are being killed. That's right. Uh, and so try to live try to live as a Christian when you're super discouraged. Mm-hmm. That's a great reminder. No matter what happens, that you can't stop this promise. That's right. What what has been promised is going to take place. Yeah. Christ is coming back, and the church has that role to remind uh, ourselves of that, to encourage and to remind the world. Yeah, yeah when you when you try to do it on your own, <laughs> you're trying to have like a pep talk That's right. to mirror, yourself. Right? Yeah, that's right. Um, but we're supposed to, you know, when when you see in um, Ephesians where Paul tells us to to sing psalms and hymns mm-hmm. and spiritual songs, we're supposed to be singing to one another. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, so when we're singing, we're supposed to be reminding each other. We're yeah, encouraging yeah. one another. That's right. Um, that's, you know, we make fun of, uh, people that they close their eyes and it's just, you know, me and Jesus while you're singing. That's, that's, you know, they can have that, that, um, that fellowship with Christ. But when we're in corporate worship, we're, we're singing to remind each other of these promises. We're, we're trying to, to, um, break through all those discouragements Mm -hmm. and the distractions of the week. And, and Mm -hmm. we're reminding each other, look, you're, you're not alone. That's right. You're not alone. We're right. we're here together. We we've been going through these That's same right. difficulties and we have the same discouragements and the same trials and sufferings, but we're here together and yeah, we can yeah. encourage and love one another. That's right. Yeah. And ne- neglecting, you know, neglecting to be a part of the essential local church and and encourage yourself like you said try to pep yourself up <laughs> All right. you're, 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 that's that's less encouraging than a Sarah Fuller locker room talk yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> right you worked your whole you worked your whole life yeah. it's your senior year mm. your team is getting stomped then all of a sudden a girl shows up that's never practiced with you and she mm. and she starts to try to encourage you. <laughs> you, uh, you you apart from the church trying to encourage yourself is worse than right. that. worse than that <laughs> so uh, i was going to use a sports analogy but uh, i'm not no, yeah, that's good. That's you know, that's also an encouragement that we should be singing. That's yeah. right. Like that's right. Uh, a lot of people, they feel self conscious about you know their singing. Don't mm-hmm. come and come and sing and yeah. encourage one another. Yeah. Um, it's encouraging to hear someone that um, you know maybe doesn't have the perfect voice right. um, singing out in praise and worship. Like that's an encouragement yeah. uh, to hear someone that's 
just all I, in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was on a trip one time, and uh, they made a they made me stay over the weekend, which was unusual, and that's okay, fine. So I went to a local church, and um, uh, they had a Christian artist singing, and he was actually uh, reform slant, I would say. But man, I'll tell you what, when I got done listening to his concert, I was fired up. I was like, and there's no way I would have done that on my own. It was great to be around other people and other Christians singing and and just hearing the word preached. And I, I was just really excited about it. And nothing that we do uh, will be in vain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's something to remember, too, because a lot of times at work, I do stuff that's totally in vain. <laughs> but my boss is not listening, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the the, pro- the promise of 1 Corinthians 15 is is because Christ is coming again, nothing that we do right. is in vain. Yeah. Well, there and you that's go. A, that's the, that's the okay. beauty. Yeah. And you need to be reminded of that from someone else in the church. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I was just saying it was all busy work, and there you go. <laughs> I love busy work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now so we're on to number four now. The the fourth kind of reason or tool mm-hmm. to help us understand why the church is essential is that in the church that we're together we're engaged in corporate prayer. So tell us in the text where you grab where you grab this from. Yeah, it was uh, right before Peter was going to stand up, and uh, they had. Uh, Let's see, make sure I get the right verbiage here. It's on verse 14. All these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. And it had just listed all the people that were there together. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it kind of, they. I thought it was really uh, clever, if I can use that word, how Luke wrote this, because it all flowed together so well. Each one feeds into the other. And... Uh, they were in, engaged in prayer together. And, and I, I know for a fact that I have been in prayer meetings where somebody will pray that I've not really heard them before, mm. and then they pray, and I'm utterly humbled by their prayer. Mm. It's like, wow, that guy, man, that was a good prayer. Where have I been? And, <laughs> and, uh, and you grow closer to each other because all of a sudden you take all the the weapons of the daily battle, you put them down, you put them off yeah. to the side, you get a little more vulnerable. And uh, and I, as I was saying earlier, you get thankful. And when you get thankful, you think about, well, what am I thankful for? Well, I'm thankful for salvation. Well, I can't save myself. So you're now <clears throat> you have no choice but to be humble because you you can't save yourself. Yeah. So it's and then you're you realize, but Christ saved me? And that's another form of humility. And then you 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 can't get egotistical when you're in that position. I remember you saying that, uh, I think you said, Drake said he was the most humble guy around. <laughs> I said, I guess you could do that. <laughs> um, but the fact is, is that you're in a good heart mind and you're in a good mindset uh, to handle things that the church has to go forward in. And the thing about it is, is that we're all different. And that's why I was trying to use the music metaphor. It's, it did look a lot better on my notes than it. It came out, but I appreciate you saying that. I've been there before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, wow, it was awesome. And then you're like, it, that was a dud. Um, it fell flat to use the metaphor pun. But anyway, um, but the point is, is that all of us are different. But when we're engaged in keeping our eyes on Christ, we all might be at different stages of our life. We might be at different stages of concern, but we're all focused on Christ. And that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. And you get that 
You cannot do that if you're not in corporate prayer. If you're not part of the people yeah. that were here, <clears throat> they didn't catch it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just to make it as clear as possible. Corporate prayer means like <laughs> with other people. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Can't be of one one accord when we're not talking there's about, no one else not, around. Yeah, we're not talking about business prayers. <laughs> yeah. Not that corporate. Not we're that talking, corporation prayer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're talking about gathered together with the saints. Right. right. And, and I think as as I was listening to you in this point, I was thinking a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't really miss this mm. like by not being at church they're, mm-hmm. they're not missing that because they don't pray in church we, anyway yeah we don't mm-hmm. we haven't made a priority of prayer um at the beginning of this year mm-hmm. we as the elders we we right. wanted to prioritize prayer in the worship service and so we have specific times at the beginning right. the middle at the end mm-hmm. for corporate prayer um and I, I I've been encouraged by that. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. we we started including um, the pastoral prayer, mm-hmm. which is a longer a longer form of prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's been an encouragement. Mm-hmm. It's been a help for me. Um, I know it's been a help for my wife. She's she's told me that it's helped her at home mm-hmm. to to know. You did today. You prayed. Did you pray through Ephesians four today? I did. Yeah. Okay. I told I I told Philip uh, I didn't know the scripture reading was <laughs> yeah. going to be Ephesians four. You right. didn't. Mm-mm. And you just planned. And that. I planned it. Yeah. So yeah. it's you, almost like there's a Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so so for our, our our public reading of scripture, it was yeah. Ephesians four yeah. one through sixteen, and for the corporate prayer, I took Ephesians four one sixteen and was trying mm-hmm. to pray. Um, mm-hmm. Through some some points in that that passage, mm-hmm. and I, I hope it's been helpful for people mm-hmm. so that they know this this is prayer. Prayer is not this unattainable, right. you know, yeah. super Christian thing that you have to struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of times, you just look at the scripture and just pray, just pray back what God has yeah, already right. revealed in the Word. Yeah, and we we've been concentrating on more prayer time in our community group, and uh, that's been really good. Yeah. It's uh, you know, we pray for unreached people groups, and I'm like, uh, I don't know these people. This is the data that we have to pray for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know who all prayed for me, but I'm thankful yeah, for it. So right. it helps us to basically have that worldview of uh, biblical worldview, mm. you know. That's good. Yeah. So it's essential. It is essential. <laughs> there right. you go. Yeah. That was a key phrase for today. <laughs> And so the last point was uh, fill the seats. Fill the seat. That might come across as a strange point. It, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It it uh, this is how long I've been working on this sermon uh, during the uh, Supreme Court thing, um, and I, I have to explain. I can explain it now uh, because I knew I was going to mess up this guy's name. And uh, so what happened is, is I, I thought it was I was going to use a joke, and. I haven't heard of Mathis after I call him Mathis. I haven't heard of him after he was uh, voted in, right? <laughs> so I was going to tell, uh, I told Cindy this and she kind of giggles. She's like, I'm the only one that would have gotten that. But it's like, you know, I haven't heard of Mathis in the rest of the Bible, except I think his, his um, family settled in Oklahoma City and opened a furniture store. But anyway, if you've never <laughs> been up to Oklahoma Mathis City, brothers. you won't know. <laughs> what, what, it's uh, the Mathis brothers. Matthias? Matthias. Matthias. Yeah. yeah. Matthias. And, and for the record, Cindy <clears throat> did say it very accurately. <laughs> goes, Just don't say it wrong. I'm like, yay. <laughs> 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 so, that one out of the water. So the general point of this, this is, this is the disciples filling the seat uh, that is now vacant in the uh, amongst the twelve because right. Judas is a traitor right. has gone on gone out and killed himself because uh, he didn't have 
uh, any type of godly sorrow that leads to repentance. Right. He had a worldly grief, couldn't couldn't handle what he had done and betraying right. his best friend, and so he kills himself. Right. So they fill the seat. They fill the seat. Literally, God through His providence yes. helps them to fill the seat. But as you pointed out, which I think is good, the filling of the seat thing, how you bring it into our world, um, is that the church has to do very difficult things at times. Right. Right. And and where I was going with that is, well. Let's just look at uh, the world events today. The government might say something that is totally against God's law, and the church has to understand how they're going to make that stand. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego clearly understood why they were making that stand, and they knew what the sacrifices were going to be for that, Mm. and they did not know that they were going to come out of that fire, and they still made that stand, and that's, that's what we need to do is... We need to, through the disciplines of one through four, acknowledging Christ and telling the gospel and remembering the promise and being engaged with corporate prayer with each other, when it comes time to make these tough calls, we need to, we need to do that mm-hmm. and stand on the promises of God. And I was just trying to use the example that Peter, um, I mean, I, if I was one of those people, I would have a lot of grief. You know, it's like you said his name. I don't really like that guy. I don't like what he did. I understand it had to be done, but I, you know, there would be a lot of baggage with that. And Peter helped them understand Jesus didn't make any mistakes. We don't have to worry about trying to outdo Christ. That's not what we're doing here. Uh, we're fulfilling our responsibility. And I thought, I thought it was a good example for us. Yeah, and we do. I mean, it was difficult. It's a t- difficult task. They had to accomplish it, and you know, we're going to face difficult things. Yeah, it's, just, I mean, it's coming. We always will. Yeah, and. yeah, and and you know, it, and it's hard because some people in the church. Well, why don't we give them more grace if it's something for church discipline or something like that? Or, you know, maybe I, we need to reach out more or whatever. And if we've done everything biblically, and I like the angle you gave, yeah. uh, the example of a church discipline mm-hmm. case. Like that's a thing that makes no one no one's comfortable, right? right. It makes everyone right. uncomfortable. It's a difficult thing, but yet it is our responsibility. Right. To do it. Exactly. And it's hard to do, but if you do it in the example that Peter gave, it yeah. it, it lays out perfectly right in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, um, you know, church discipline, that, that sounds real bad, mm-hmm. right? But it's, it's for the good of that's the person right. who's being disciplined. You need to be in the church mm-hmm. so that if you fall into sin— there are brothers and sisters around you mm-hmm. that can hold you accountable. Right, exactly. Um, and, exactly. and this is for your good. Um, you you go by yourself, and you just you're you're just gonna float away. You can justify any action by That's yourself. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So, but it's hard. It's hard to do that. And and I have seen churches where people have been like, well, you know, maybe, and they shy away from actually what has to be done. Mm-hmm. And Peter's like, well, we got to fill the seat. Yeah. And they did, and that's what we need to do, too. We need to uphold our responsibilities biblically. Yeah, good. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it was good. Good, Dave. I right. uh, appreciate it. I'm glad that you took the time. And it does take a lot of time to prepare to, pre- to, pre- prepare to preach. And when you, you, have a, you have another job. I mean, you have a full-time job. I you're do. driving back and forth, yep. and you're working on this in your spare time. And so thanks mm-hmm. for putting in all the extra time and the Absolutely. extra work to study. But not, not only to study, even beyond that, once you've studied, to take all the extra time to put this in a manner by which people in the pew can actually absorb it and understand mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and begin to apply 
apply it. It's a lot of work. So thanks for doing that. Absolutely. We appreciate it. It was really good. I was encouraged by it, challenged by it. I know everybody else in the in the church, I know that they were too. So we do appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for being My our pleasure. guest today Ooh, on Text Driven Tuesday. Wow. No donuts. <laughs> yeah. If this if this has been a benefit to you, I'm going to ask you to do what I always ask. Like, subscribe, and share. And I dare you to go... Am I allowed to say dare? Is that a church word? I dare you to go write a Facebook review. We've got like <laughs> we got like four of them. Hey, but we did we did George. We hit a milestone: yeah. five thousand plus downloads. Hey, very nice. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, for a little church. Yeah, yeah. five thousand plus downloads. So that's due to you listening. So thanks very much. Keep sharing it, and hopefully everything we do helps you to become more and more conformed to Christ.